I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to the Expanded Inside Sources. I'm Todd Weiler, and I'm, it's great to be here for the next two hours. From 1 to 3 p.m. on KSL News Radio. I'm in for Boyd Matheson, who's off having fun uh, while I'm sitting here in the studio. But it's time for all of us to do a little, uh, to dig a little deeper, think a little bigger, and explore a little wider, challenging our assumptions and a little stronger and disagree a little better. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Nearly 40 million households are expected to receive advanced payments of the child tax credit this month. The American Rescue Plan expanded the child tax credit earlier this year, but many people are confused about how these payments will affect their taxes and tax refunds going into next year. Um, Erica York has a piece for the Tax Foundation answering some of your biggest questions, and she joins us now on KSL News Radio. Hi, Todd. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much. So I understand you're an economist with the Tax Foundation's Center for Federal Policy, and you previously worked as an auditor at a large community bank in Kansas, um, in addition to all of your other experience being featured in the Wall Street Journal, the the Washington Post, Political, and other national media outlets. So um, what can you tell us about this new child tax credit? Yeah, it's a it's a temporary but fundamental change to the child tax credit. There are really three big components of that that, that parents should know about. First, the child tax credit has been increased from $2,000 to $3,000 for children over six and to $3,600 for children under six. The age has also been expanded. Um, previously, the age limit on the credit was up to 16-year-olds, and now it's including 17-year-olds. The second big change is that the child tax credit no longer phases in with income, but instead it's fully refundable. That means that low-income families and families that don't have to file taxes because they make less than the standard deduction amount, which is, it it was $24,800 last year, they can now receive the full amount of the credit, whereas before they either couldn't receive any credit or received a limited amount. And then the third big change is that Congress directed the IRS to pay half of the new credit amount in advance monthly payments, and those will start hitting people's bank accounts tomorrow. And the the next round of payments will be on or around the 15th of each month going through December of this year. Okay, those sound like three big changes. Can you tell us who exactly is eligible for this credit? Yeah, most households won't need to do anything to receive the credit. Um, if if you've already filed your 2020 tax return and you claimed the child tax credit on it, the IRS will have your information about your eligible dependents, your address, or your bank account, as well as your income level, so they can try to estimate 
what your situation will look like this year and pay you the credit um, that you're due. If you haven't filed your 2020 tax return or if it's maybe still being processed as the IRS is working through a pretty significant backlog of returns, they'll use your 2019 tax return. If you haven't previously filed taxes, though, um, the IRS has a new tool on their website that allows non-filers to report the information they need to see if they're eligible for the payment and to get the payment. Essentially, um, joint filers with with children that are under um, age 18, if they make less than $150,000, single parents make less than $112,500, they'll be eligible for that full either $3,000 or $3,600, depending on the age of their child. Thank you. So I understand about 39 million households are set to receive these advanced payments. Would there be any reason um, that a family may want to opt out of, of these payments? Yeah. So so I mentioned that $150,000 income level and $112,500 $112, income level. The extra amount of the credit that plus up, depending on the child's age, phases out above those income levels. So households that are in that phase-out range may want to consider opting out um, so they don't accidentally receive an overpayment and have to pay funds back next year when they file their taxes. Other households with unique situations, for instance, um, shared custody, if they take turns claiming the child tax credit every other year with the other parent of their child, they may also want to opt out. Um, in particular, if, if there's a situation where, you know, mom claims the credit one year, dad claims the credit next year, but the IRS is using last year's tax return to send that advance payment, it could result in the same parent getting the credit two years in a row. Um, so then when the other parent went to file taxes, Next year, a dependent can only be claimed on on one tax return. It can't be claimed on two for the child tax credit. It would lead to some confusion there. So people want to check their situations, probably talk with their um, CPA or their tax advisor to get some advice on this. The IRS has not released advice on these split custody arrangements yet. So that's kind of one of those unanswered questions where it, it may be a good idea to opt out. Um, if that situation describes you and your family. Yeah, let me tell you, I'm a local attorney and I dabble in the divorce arena, so I have several clients in, uh, in, in that situation. And, and when one of the parents gets these payments and the other one doesn't, it always uh, it, it potentially sets off fireworks. And a lot of times the parent that receives them doesn't decide to share it with the other parent and they end up before a judge. Let me ask you this. If um, someone has already adjusted their with their paycheck withholdings, as a result of maybe last year's tax credits, uh, is there any advice that you could give those families? Yeah, I, I think it's always good to go back and double check, especially after you, you file your taxes, just to make sure your situation is how you want it to be. It's important to understand the trade-off of these advance payments. Every dollar that you receive in advance payments now is a dollar less that you'll receive on your tax return because you've, you've already received it. So some households might prefer receiving their child tax credit earlier, not having to wait until next spring when they file it to get that lump sum payment. But it's important to remember that idea that that if you receive a dollar now, you're not going to receive it later. So make sure that that you adjust your withholding to account for that 
or opt out of the payments if you do want to see that um, come in at tax time and not ahead of time. Yeah, and if I've understood what what you've been telling us is if you do receive advanced monthly payments that are higher than what you should have received, there's a potential for a repayment obligation. Is there any? Are there any families or individuals who are protected from a potential repayment? Yes. So the the law does include a repayment protection or a safe harbor for certain taxpayers. So joint filers with under sixty thousand dollars in adjusted gross income, um, head of household filers with under fifty thousand dollars are afforded some protection from repayment. So if they um, say that a child has aged off or a child is um, no longer eligible because they you know, don't live with them for the right amount of days, more than half of the year, there is some protection um, from repaying $2,000 per what, what the IRS has called an excess qualifying child. But if you make income um, above that, those protections phase out and uh, eventually go away. So Again, it's just a really good idea to double check your situation. And um, if you're if you're in a situation where you think you may have to repay the credit, it would be better to opt out than than to have to deal with that when you file your taxes next year. Thank you so much, Erica. We just have a few seconds. Are there some ambiguities that are yet to be addressed by the IRS regarding this new program? Yeah, the the biggest is what's going to happen with those split custody arrangements. Um, there are also a few other things that are pending on the IRS website. Um, currently, people can update their bank information for payments. Um, later in August, they'll be able to update their address. And then in late summer, um, the IRS will have a tool that allows taxpayers to make changes to their dependents their marital status, and their income. You'll also be able to re-enroll if you previously unenrolled. Erica York, thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio. Senate Democrats have come to an agreement on a $3.5 trillion spending package that would cover everything from child care to eyeglasses. We'll be discussing that next on KSL News Radio. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.